Welcome to Solutions OP Clinical Trials Podcast. My name is Olga and I'm the Managing Director of Solutions OP. We are a small team of experienced professionals working on clinical trials in the United Kingdom. I'll use our podcast to discuss hot topics in clinical trials and provide analysis of the latest trends and challenges in pharma and medical device industries, not just in the UK, but globally. Thank you for listening. Welcome to uh, today's episode of the podcast, um, when I will be talking about the challenges facing the research ethics committees. <clears throat> so it's a very good topic I'm very interested in, not because I've submitted many studies throughout the years <clears throat> to ethics committees, but also because I've been a member of an ethics committee for now almost two years. And uh, I can see different issues and challenges that the industry has and also different issues and challenges that the ethics committees uh, have. So I want to uh, kind of meet the two points and and talk about the ethics committees in general and the the issues that we we have as an ethics committee and the issues that we have as an industry dealing with ethics committees. Uh, But before I I discuss these uh, uh, challenges, I'll just give a bit of a very quick overview of the ethics committees in Europe. So I'll, I'll concentrate on Europe because I have a, a, a lot more experience working with the European ethics committees. Uh, so what we have in, in the, uh, Europe is a mix of uh, central ethics committees and or local ethics committees. So in some cases, you might have both. You might have a central ethics committee, you might have a local ethics committee. Even uh, those who don't have uh, local ethics committees, they still have some kind of hospital level regulation uh, uh, for the studies, um, you know, to be approved and allowed to start. uh, You need to get some hospital uh, local level approval, even if it's not an ethics committee. Um, Another thing... uh, um, that we need to understand about the ethics committees in Europe is that they can request changes in your documents. Now, this comes a bit of a surprise <laughs> because I've seen companies um, which are uh, based outside of Europe and sometimes they get very surprised that the ethics committee is asking, for example, for changes in their protocol. Uh, so that comes a bit of a shock, <laughs> but they can do that. Yes, ethics committees are allowed to do that. They can request changes in uh, in your documents if they spot something which is um, uh, not right or if they need you to adapt something to local regulations because this is another thing that they need to consider when they review your study. Um, I've seen uh, uh, particularly U.S. companies, they, they tend to be uh, uh, not very comfortable with the requested changes, particularly in the protocol, because their protocols are, are submitted to FDA. Uh, but this is the reality. Ethics committees in Europe are allowed to request changes if they see something which is not according to the standard of care practice in the country or if they spot some some other issue. So they are allowed to do this. It's not uncommon. Um, another thing that we need to, to mention about the European Ethics Committee is they are often consistent of physicians and some other hospital staff. Uh, so um, this is why they normally charge you fees 
And these fees could be quite different in different countries. In some countries, they, they could be quite high fees uh, that the ethics committees charge. Um, the other uh, uh, aspect is the UK ethics committee. So the UK ethics committees are a bit, how quite, <laughs> should I say unique? Yeah, they're probably unique in a way because they are consistent of volunteers. This is something that you need to understand the difference. Uh, they're consistent of volunteers who have different background and they don't have any fees and they're looking uh, only at uh, patient-facing materials. So this is a positive thing because in a way the workload is split between MHRA and uh, the ethics uh, uh, committee uh, MHRA is reviewing, let's say, your protocol, IB and other uh, documents and the ethics committee is reviewing uh, patient-facing materials like informed consent, any patient brochures and so on. So the ethics committee is unlikely to ask you to change uh, your protocol. Now, unless uh, it's a study which is reviewed only by ethics committee, you know, for academic research, sometimes if there's something uh, massive that is missing in your protocol, they might ask you to to amend it but generally is uh, is not that uh, often so what are the uh, the current uh, issues that the industry has with the ethics committees uh, uh, that's a, a very good topic and i have uh, plenty of experience uh, uh, throughout the years uh, with using different ethics committees the biggest issue is that ethics committees are different and uh it's inevitable. They're consistent of different members. Uh, and of course, uh, they will be different uh, in, in their approach, even on how they review studies. So some, some ethics committees could be a bit uh, more picky and uh, pick up on things that you might not necessarily feel they are very relevant. Uh, but other other ethics committees could be quite okay with these you know, things for example they may not necessarily pick the same things so this is one of the big challenge that you don't really have predictability what you can expect as a feedback from the ethics committee it's all down to which ethics committee you've submitted and what kind of ethics committees I mean, what kind of members they have uh, the the tricky part is you can't really complain about the ethics committee <laughs> uh, and uh, if you have a central ethics committee and you have option to choose another one where you can submit your study, that's great. Um, but the problem is in many European countries where you have local ethics committees and if they have problem with your study, you need to meet their expectations. Otherwise, they won't approve your study. Uh, so it, it's it's very tricky. You have to... Uh, Make sure you satisfy the all the ethics committees and their comments to get your study approved. And uh, these comments may not be consistent and different people could ask you different things. Uh, another very, very big issue is the constantly increasing fees, uh, especially in Europe. We see ethics committees are uh, regularly raising their fees and, and this is an issue. Uh, imagine if you have like 50 sites and you have to submit to all 50 local ethics committees and you have to pay fee to all of them and they all come back with different comments and questions on, on your protocol and it, it could be 
quite tedious work, especially for smaller companies and startups, because they don't necessarily have the resources to do all that. Uh, so it is a challenge to work with so many ethics committees, which are different and they approach their review in a different way. And I think this is the the big uh, the big challenge that at the moment the industry is facing. Um, another uh, big problem is it's not just the ethics committees that review the protocols and the studies in Europe, but you have the competent authorities as well. So at the end, you might have comments and questions and stuff from from so many different uh, authorities that you need to respond so it could be quite overwhelming uh, if you if you're a small company and you have uh, limited resources um, however i want to now think from the other point of view uh, from the point of view of a member of an ethics committee and what kind of issues we we face and what kind of problems we have with studies which are submitted to us. Um, so I think one of the, uh, the big challenges that we see recently is that studies are getting more and more complex. For example, medical device studies, implantable uh, devices, let's say, they could have quite complicated protocol and uh, it could be very difficult for person, for example, in the UK who doesn't have the medical background to understand what's going on there. Um, and, you know, it, they have to explain how they implant the device because this is part of the medical medical part. So, um, uh, but the, the whole complexity of the studies is uh, one of the challenges uh, that we have. And uh, you need to look through different lenses and see different ethical issues. And um, sometimes things are not straightforward as they look uh, in terms of, of ethical problems. And talking about this, uh, the other very, very big uh, challenge uh, for the ethics committees is artificial intelligence and uh, the studies. Uh, at the moment, there are not very clear regulations around the world on artificial intelligence and what kind of um, requirements there should be for the companies. At the same time, there are plenty of ethical issues, if you think about it, uh, uh, related to artificial intelligence. And uh, my personal view is that the ethics committees, uh, in a way, are not prepared uh, and not trained enough to to handle that kind of studies and to deal with all the ethical concerns because um, it is something very, very complex that you need to understand what is this artificial intelligence and how that works, the machine learning, to be able to actually pin down any particular ethical issue with the study. Uh, so I think this is one of the uh, the biggest uh, challenge that we see uh, with um, getting more and more artificial intelligence studies. Um, another thing is the, the constantly changing regulations. So the, the regulations, while they, they could be, you know, similar in some areas uh, and regions of the world, you know, they, they could be quite different. And um, this is a, another big, uh, big challenge for the ethics committees because you're looking for um, scientific 
rational for the study and very often you don't have a scientific rational it's something that is requested by a, a, a regulatory agency and you just have to do it it's, there's no scientific rational behind it <laughs> so uh, i mean at least not obvious one you know from the regulatory agency point of view yes there is uh, but from the ethics committee point of view maybe it, it, it's not uh, that relevant uh so these are the, the the main, I think, the challenges and, and problems that we have uh, from an ethics point of view, ethics committee point of view. Uh, but I also wanted to, to say, I always uh, try to be positive and say things, what we can improve and how we can, uh, you know, have better services, because this is important for, for everyone who works in research, not just for the re industry, but for the ethics committees as well. Uh, and I think it will be a really beneficial if there are any set of clear requirements about the what it, uh, about the ethics committees, what they can and what they cannot pick up and, and do, uh, and uh, in a way set some some expectations and some consistency between the different ethics committees. This will help the industry, but this will also help the ethics committees because I think. Many of the challenges are just because people are not sure what is relevant to pick up. Uh, and especially in the UK where we have volunteers, um, they might not necessarily evaluate, you know, in, in a best way what is relevant for the study and what is not relevant for the study. So I think it's, uh, it's important to have uh, this kind of... Um, even if you wanted uh, some checklist, but clear requirements, what what is uh, uh, important and what is not important. Um, the other thing is, uh, I think it's very important to have some kind of arbitrary and, and some kind of um, uh, oversight of the ethics committees and, and their work. And uh, if there are any particular issues that people can from the industry can refer to to that body and say, oh, look, we, we have this. Can we have some independent review, uh, for example? And at the moment, I don't think that kind of um, service exists within the ethics committees, uh, at least not in Europe, not that I'm aware of. And I think that will be uh, really uh, a great thing. Uh, especially with artificial intelligence studies that are coming, you know, you might have a study rejected, which uh, is not necessarily a big ethical problem, but the ethics committee somehow misunderstood it, for example, when they decide to reject it. So I think it is important to have some kind of um, independent professional um, board that can provide their input in, in, in the review um, and even for the ethics committees, maybe to to be able to consult with someone if they need help and they don't understand something. I think this is um, uh, this will be a, a great initiative. Uh, the other uh, thing that could really help the industry is to have some kind of centralized um, ethics review, and I think this is. Um, uh, something that will happen potentially with the coming of the new uh, uh, legislation in Europe and the new portal. Uh, and hopefully um, this will reduce the overall workload and the financial burden for the companies, particularly for the small ones where they have to pay for so many different ethics committees. And... Uh, uh, 
as I mentioned, I think it, it is very important if the ethics committees have some kind of access to experts in the field and if they're not comfortable about something or if they're not sure that they can reach out to someone who works in the field and, and ask for advice, uh, I think this will really help uh, because sometimes I know we, we discuss things that uh, for someone who is a physician in the field, if they pop up and explain to us, maybe it will make a big difference and uh, we won't have all these questions. Uh, but uh, uh, in, in this, uh, uh, in this uh, field, it's actually ethics committees in the UK are set up in a better position uh, because we, we have uh, at least uh, meetings with the clean researchers and we discuss with them the study so that helps a lot uh, and we can learn a lot about about the project and I know that this is not an option for many ethics committees in in Europe so there's a lot of uh, work that could be done to to help the ethics committees with the challenges that they face and there is a lot that could be done to help the industry uh, in terms of dealing with ethics committees and feedback from different regulation, uh, regulators. Um, I hope this was uh, uh, useful information and I'm really um, staying positive and uh, hoping that this will change in the future and we'll have a better system which will support research better and uh, researchers as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>